Ahoy, my party pantaloons and a vast me shivered timbers, army hearties, and welcome back to Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your GM slash Captain Patrick Harrigan here telling ye to take a long walk off a short plank. Joining me in the Pathfinder 2nd Edition shenanigans are my four victims. I mean, friends. Uh, they are Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. How are you guys doing? Happy hey. holidays in the land of pirates. I'm freaking out, man. Yo, holy. Is, uh, hey. What, what would, hey, hey, I'm the one that's standing right next to it. So, uh. Yeah, Alaris is a nice... A uh, safe distance away from this thing right now. <laughs> I I have spent a week thinking about this fight, and I think we should just get spent, back on our ship and leave. <laughs> I have spent a week thinking about a new character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Some of us have backups to backups. We think two, two characters that we've made might die in this fight. We could come back and like, <laughs> oh, I, this, my new character runs out to join the fray. Lightning bolt. Okay, they're dead too. I've got <laughs> so no alchemist then. Okay. What is this call of Cthulhu? Jeez. I know. <sighs> Classic. Uh, whatever. That's just a severe encounter. There's nothing saying that you couldn't roll better and and survive this week. Uh, nothing on the books, rather. Um, I mean, do you not want to chit chat up here at the front? You want to just get back into the the melee, into the the combat? I um, mean, the longer we talk, the longer our characters stay alive. So <laughs> that's I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. The longer Candoso <laughs> gets to be on the well, show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deterministically, for the people that are listening to this, that is not really the case because this is recorded ahead of time. So right now, they're just in like a terrible Schrodinger's cat situation where you are either dead or alive by the end of this episode. I guess that's every episode (laughs) we record, but uh, more so for for this one. So they probably want us to get to it and... And find out. Open up that box, as it were. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care what the audience wants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you suck, audience. <laughs> what are you kidding. doing I'm here? <laughs> Get in uh, my room, audience. I forget yeah. what you're not my real dad, audience. <laughs> we're on, and I forget. Did we? Did we end with the the creature moving forward? Does that sound right? Yes. Uh, the- I, I remember. Th- I remember thinking, "Ah, oh, crap! I'm gonna have to make the first roll of the next episode." I've been stressing about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Alaris was the last to act. So we are gonna add some people into the turn order as maybe some backup in the form of a Sandara Quinn and a Ratline Ratsburger are, are turning the corner, running to you guys on the the docks. Um, they are going to be at the end of the turn order, though, as they are just out of breath, getting to you, and indeed, Honto. Let's uh, let's start it back up. Um, I think this is turn six, if memory serves oh correct. Uh, so we're on to you, good sir. We're back into the fight with this this <sighs> snake-like naga beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Well. Um... Let me take a look at my hit points. Okay, not too bad so far after what happened to Candoso. I believe you, you had a bite. Yeah, a yeah, no. bite taken out of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't as bad as the episode prior to that one. Um, but Candoso did take a very nasty blast of lightning. And I don't know how often this thing can do that because you said that this was a, a occultism. To, to figure out inf- uh, 
information about it, yes. So I'm I'm sorry. I think it's the Naga's turn. Because if I scroll back up, I see you going into wolf stance, mm. Rebecca shooting a hand crossbow, Jabert doing his wounded condition. Mm. I know I had to move, but there's oh. no roll from Patrick. There's no D20 roll. From yeah, him. like so I say, Alaris is the last to act. Believe me, I edited this episode. Oh, that's a good point. Well, then <laughs> I, I knew what I was going to do from, from last week in pausing mid-combat. Uh, and obviously, just to to clear the slate to make this like it's a brand new combat uh this creature this naga is going to cast a spell in which you see its wounds magically healing themselves and the bonus to um uh the the d8 that i would roll is enough to heal it up uh fully from the the, i think two hits it took oh no so (laughs) oh no full strength Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, but hey, you're not getting attacked this turn, uh, Honto. Mean, yeah, no. So, completely c- clean slate, ready for you to strike back at this this creature. And suddenly, Candoso is fully healed as well. No. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Honto's not good at occultism, as I indicated. I think it's probably a good idea to just open up with a good old flurry of blows. Ready. Oh. Holy moly! Good start. Oh. Good start. Natural twenty yeah. on the dice roll. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. You guys and your rolling bad numbers last week. That's all it takes to turn this combat around. So shall I roll the damage again? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you get that that crit damage. You hear so much. All better. right, all right, all right. So let's see. That's two d eight plus three. Ooh, ooh. That's oh, wow. Twenty five on the first hit. Yikes, I kind of wish I had uh, saved that heal spell at this point. <laughs> uh, so uh, you've already done more damage than you did the entirety of uh, last week's episode. Hans was going to carry. Attack number try. two, though. But hold on. I'm going to use a hero point. Oh, oh, you've you've already rolled your second attack here? Uh, yes, I rolled the second attack. It is very clearly not going to hit. <laughs> it's pretty close to guessing that it's a nine. So yes, uh, you I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use my hero point. Reroll that. Yes. One. All right. Well, you can't do much worse yeah! than yes. three on the dice. What'd you get this time? Twenty-four. For this oh, time. that's it. Okay. Um, so that we're going to add eleven onto the previous total. So that is thirty-six damage from one attack, as flurry counts as one. Wow. Guess what? I've got a target at the end of this turn. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Great. Ouch. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, very hurt, but you still got some actions left, right? I do. Um, let's see. There are people coming up to help, it looks like. Um, yeah, right now we should set the scene that you're you're on a, a pier with the Naga by yourself right now. About a, uh, a 30-foot long pier. Yeah. So, uh, the so the, I'm on the side of the pier, joining the dock, and the naga is coming up from the water's edge. Uh, uh, so, to the east, there is a uh, we discussed. There is a boat there, or like the remains of a boat. Yeah, um, maybe like half salvaged. Mm-hmm. You know, some mm-hmm. bits and pieces taken off. Maybe other parts rotted I away. Would, 
I would like to use my excellent automatic jumping ability uh, because it looks like it's like 10 feet, which I can make with assurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could just utilize a, a move action to get behind the Naga. So you're, uh, you're leaping off the dock onto this boat and then leaping back. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we talked about it a little bit after last week. Uh, that's This is what the assurance is for because it would be something akin to like a, a DC, you know, 12 right uh jump um uh so pretty easily is that is that one action or will that take two that is one movement okay um hmm wait so but leaping is one action a leap is one action right uh it depends let's see it it depends on how patrick wants to handle it yeah, you got to jump there and jump back. So I think that would be two. sure. That would be two actions then. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that because I wasn't sure what to do with my third Each action anyway. <laughs> long jump for you is a single action. Correct. Okay. Yep. So we'll call it as such. Get you in position behind the Naga now. Indeed. And take us back to Cassius, who's uh, second in the turn order. So I think Cassius would look towards Alaris and say, Alaris, what in the nine? Steps be that thing, and then he's going to hold his turn until Alaris is gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dropping in the turn order. Uh, Candoso, do you want to go <laughs> next? Oh yeah, you're about 15 feet away from this thing uh, on the pier. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna use that last focus point. We're gonna try for Tempest Surge one more time. <laughs> oh, are you feeling better from last week? <laughs> No, not even a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, no. Golly, Moses. Less, less froggy. Okay, this requires a reflex save from the Naga, correct? Right. All right, let's see if I can bungle this roll. Nope. Unfortunately, no. 15 on the dice. So, All right. so half four damage. points of damage to you. Uh, electricity damage? Yeah. Okay, that is, that's enough to get this thing the bloodied condition oh boy. that is not canon to Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but is to our our show. It is looking very hurt and still a little confused, a little dismayed as what's going on. But believe it or not, that four points might not be enough to drag its attention your way from, <laughs> from Honto. Uh, I'm going to drop a level one heal on myself. Okay. The one action version. So I'm just going to grab myself a little D8 here. Oh, be more than a one. Uh, Nice even five. Okay. Have a little bit, a little bit of extra cushion as far as damage goes. Getting it back. Yeah. Alaris, back uh, onto you. Rebecca, you want to try a spin an action? Ask a question about this thing? Yeah, in response to my captain uh, uh, asking what this thing is, I guess I'll try to tell him. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's pretty good. It's a natural 20 Whoa. on that, so 29. Yep. So, uh, not a critical success, uh, but a success uh, for this. What would you like to know about it? What do I know- want to know, Captain? It is indeed a, a water naga. Oh, actually, I wrote down what I wanted to know. Uh, can it speak common? Uh, yeah, so they are intelligent aberrations and, and and do have their own tribes or their own, is known, their own societies. And perhaps while they more commonly um, speak 
languages like Aklo, uh, most will know common. Interesting. Is- okay. What else do I get to know about it? Do I get one more thing or no more things? Nope. That's it. That's it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, you can you can roll again if you want to ask another question, um, which is nice. The other things on my list were to find out if it can use the lightning again and what its AC is. Is that stuff we still want to know? I mean, knowing that knowing if it could do how often it might be able to do that lightning thing would be great. But yeah, I think we've sort of zeroed in on its on its AC at this point. Yeah. I think a 24 yeah. hit and then a 22 didn't, if I remember correctly. Okay, so I think, so. I think, it's, I think it's 23 Maybe or 24. 24. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, so I don't know if you want to try and roll to know about the lightning. I mean, my other option is to use two actions to get over there, either by going around or doing attempting a long jump um, across the water to stand next to Honto. But that seems very risky. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think I, I do need to get in melee range, though, um, seeing how hurt Kendoso is um, and all that. So I'm going to move right up next to it uh, opposite Honto. Okay, for both your actions, Cassius, back to you now. The bottom of the four of your turn. Okay, knowing that it can understand me is vastly important to my character build. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yo, when things don't know common, it's inconvenient. Um, So Cassius is going to move up a little ways, and I'm going to issue a bomb mod. A bomb mod, you say? This is going to go against your will, DC. Oh, okay. Does a... Oh, a 14 is not going to do it. Fortunately, no. Is that a critical failure? Mm, yes. Hero point. Yeah, I think Rebecca's correct. I'm going to have to hero point that. You can roll better than a five on the dice. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Three on the dice. <laughs> going to be one of those episodes I've been seeing. It's going to, the captain's going back to his carters. There's, well, there's thank goodness Hanto's here. <laughs> Third action? Uh, well, I, I still have two actions. Oh, oh, Bon Mont does one. The, oh, it does, but I used a hero point to redo the roll. Oh, I moved. I moved. Duh. You're right. You're right. I'm keeping I'm strict count as you're, GM. You're keeping... I've never Great not counts. given you the correct amount of actions on this show. Let never, the, ever. Like right here, I've always remembered that it's three actions. So I'm <laughs> curious what what Cassius tried to say <laughs> that, that, that ended up failing so. Perfectly. I think it's one of those things where he, you know he usually snake does this. Snake is snake is <laughs> He usually does this against you know humanoid you know uh, opponents, and so he's like, "You scaled water." Barnacle. Yeah, nice feet. <laughs> Mahim, one of your crewmates behind you, is like, yeah, you got him good there, Captain. How <laughs> about his mother gave a live birth to him next? No, notice <laughs> how she's speechless. <laughs> Cassius, he's like, he's got this catalog of things that he's, he says to insult people, and none of them are lining up with Snake. Like, not one. Fish breath, gill, <laughs> butt. <laughs> Tyler, I'm going to need a, uh, a third action from I'm going to throw a knife at it. Shut oh, up, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, to three low rolls. It's leathery scaled hide. Oh, uh, and we're back to the Nugget's turn. And um, it doesn't, doesn't want to 
He doesn't want to fight anymore, obviously. He wants to be friends with uh, specifically, I think, Honto. Honto, it's going to look down at you in this weird humanoid face in the body of this snake-like creature suddenly becomes engaging and just kind of locks eyes with you and you hear its slithering tongue in common uh, kind of whispering sweet nothings to you. This is still PG-13, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, You get a will save against this effect and you get a little bit of bonus because your friends are threatening this guy. A plus four bonus uh, against a a um, uh, enchantment, an emotional, mental enchantment spell. Make me Honto that will save. Ooh. All right, yeah. Oh wow, you have a great bonus. Uh, is that including plus four? No. No. All right, so plus twenty-five. Twenty-five is almost exactly what you needed to uh, to beat back. Uh, this is indeed a charm spell. Hmm. Um, this is trying to color your favor. Uh, seeing that fails, it is, it, uh, cuts short, perhaps this magic very quickly. And like a, a manic personality goes from these honeyed words to lunging forward, trying to bite you. That's third action. Yeah. That's how most of my relationships are, <laughs> <mine>, honestly. <laughs> a giant snake fighting you. Uh, Okay. I've rolled a 12 on the dice, and that is uh, going to be a hit for its first attack. And we're doing some damage. 12 points of piercing damage, I'm guessing, okay. from, from its fangs. Um, and any chance that spells on the primal list? Uh, I think it's on a couple of lists. Yes. Let's see. Okay. Yes, it's on most every list. <laughs> okay, cool. Can I, can I uh, as a reaction... Uh, recognize that spell. Uh, can do, do you have something that allows you to use reaction to identify? Uh, uh, yeah, I have the recognized spell, nature, uh, <laughs> natural. It's like a, it's it's a skill feat uh, for the primal uh, list. They they are indeed. This is a primal version of the spell. Do you have to roll against a certain DC? Uh, I think so. Let's let's see if it's super high. No, it's not super high. Uh, so no, you have to actually figure out. I, I don't know. Uh, you've rolled the four on the dice. Sweet. I'm pretty sure that it's a, a fail here. But we you, you can double check as I administer a sweet poison to our friend Honto, who I think you beat it last time. Uh, this is a fortitude save. Okay. 20. Uh, 20 is going to be a fail. Hmm. And step one, uh, stage one, is you have gained the condition stupefied as your thoughts and instincts become clouded and you are kind of moving a little sluggish. Uh, okay. This is stupefied one and you gain a penalty equal to that value on intellect, wisdom, and charisma-based checks, uh, including will saving throws, uh, spell DCs, anything that uses those ability scores, basically. Oh yeah, that's, that's just me all the way around. <laughs> Hey, shut up. <laughs> I don't get to choose what stats they have. Uh, but yes, uh, you will need to make a save on that. Um, 
until you beat it, basically. Um, and that is its entire turn. Um, Sandara Quinn is going to move into range. Um, do Does anybody want her uh, to do a level two heal? Does anybody need one kind of like urgently? Because she is within, I think, the range of just about everybody. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert, if you and Alaris <laughs> go down, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> probably a retreat, a retreat and recover your body's later situation. Yeah, I won't uh, take it personally. So I say give it to Honto. Rolling it up. Why not? You use it or lose it, right? Oh, gosh. I've rolled nearly maximum here. 33 hit points back. Does that take you to full? Oh, yeah. I'm back up to full with that. Louise. Cool. Okay, well, that's her level two. You did it to yourself, Patrick. Let's be fair. Uh, yeah, Ratline Rasperger's got to take a double move, so he's not going to move into combat, but uh, you've inspired your deckhand, Mahim, to move in on this Naga and get a flank with Honto and try to make a short sword attack. Oh, boy, 17 on the dice. He needed to roll. Oh, goodness. He needed to roll very high to hit. Uh, with flanking, that is just a hit, so he's going to get a lick in. Three points of damage. <laughs> Minimum damage. Ouch. Mahim is there. He's cheering on Mahim. Third like, well done, Mahim. Third action, he's going to move back. He's like, I got a lick in, Captain. <laughs> well done. That will be the, all the difference. All right, and that is that is <laughs> the amount of uh, crew help you're getting right now uh, as we go back to the top of turn order. Honto. Onto you. You've got a flanking buddy now here, in the form of Alaris. Indeed. It seems like Rebecca can't get away from reptilian flanking buddies, no matter how hard she tries. <laughs> That's uh, true. So they're everywhere. Uh, <laughs> just, just lizards falling out of the sky. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's do that. Open up with that flurry. Ooh, 25. Two hits. It's, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I see a lot of damage there. How much is that? Uh, that is 13 piercing damage. Hey. And then, yeah, well, so 13 damage on the Flurry of Blows. The second Whew. one is a miss. No, that's not good. That is not good. Big ol' um, miss. Yeah, it's a giant miss. I don't know what else I can really do aside from continue to swing and maybe fish for that fish for that critical hit. Wow, Pathfinder Second Edition all about that fishing expedition that you mm-hmm. heard so much about, right? Nope. That's a that's a big ol' no. That's, a, that's an eight. Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy, you've already done collectively all of you like three times the amount you did last week. So off to a good start. Candoso, we are back to you, Jabert. What would you like mm. to do? All right. Well, I'm trying to think if I would be better off making an attack roll or letting it roll reflex. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with an attack roll. So I'm going to cast uh, Produce Flame. Excellent. Ah. Two actions, making a ball of fire. Uh, not to be confused with a fireball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this oh, is... Oh, 13. Great. <laughs> Three on the dice isn't going to do it. I'm... And that was, it was absolutely minimum damage, too. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to use a hero point for that. <laughs> yeah, you rolled two ones on the damage dice. Yeah, just... Uh, does it um, continue on with ball of flame? No, no. No, it's just a. Oh, I'm thinking. Of, yeah, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of first edition magic balls of flame. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so a third action you'd like to do? Um, not really. I'll I'll ready a shield in case it. I don't know. 
uh, throws a, a a bottle of liquor at me or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's only that's only a single action. Yeah. Um, raises your AC till the beginning of your next turn. Uh, Alaris, we're on to you. Once again, flanking with the good old boy, Honto. Yep, we are flanking. That means that this uh, thing is flat-footed. Uh, she is going to take out oh, her no. curve blade and take a swipe at it. Oh, I forgot all about that. That's only an 18. I'm going to use a hero point on that. Oh, goodness gracious. Who, who gave you guys all these hero points? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right, re-roll. Let's see if you can... Oh, that's even worse. It's a 14. Uh, Better than a 7. That's not going to do it. All right, well, she's going to take another couple of strikes at it. A 17. Uh, And a 12. Oh. Oh, You rolled... Very sad. Very sad. The same numbers here. You got two 11s on these last two. That's going to be a miss. Uh, (laughs) Cassius, back to you. You, You're not getting up in, uh, in flanking... With your your good pals here, getting into the scrum. Uh, I don't really wanna. The title cutlass would do more damage if I hit with it, though. Mm. Okay, fine. Oh god, this is gonna be stupid. I'm gonna move up, and then I'm gonna try and roll through you. Oh no. <laughs> oh boy, this is not gonna go well. No. What what are you this rolling against? Reflex DC. Oh, Hold on, why no. why roll through? I need panache. Like the whole oh. character works off panache, and I can only make it two ways: the bond mot, which did not work, or tumbling <laughs> through an enemy's space. Gotcha. So, okay. I was gonna say because it's flat-footed because you're flanking, right? But right. So we should probably state the intervention at some point. Did you hear the way he tried? He did panache. Tumble past I need thing. panache. I need panache. I, I must have this panache. I did not make it. So. <laughs> I can quit getting panache whenever I want. Uh, All right. Eight on the dice, 19 total acrobatics. It's not going to be enough. Okay, so I'm stuck on this side. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but now you're right action. next to it. I have one more action. <sighs> I guess I'm going to try and stab you with the title cutlass and hope that I roll well. I just rolled an eight. This is the good number. There's the good number. Minimum, almost minimum damage. However, you hate Ooh. to see it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So this is your this is technically your first attack. So boy, howdy, that is a good hit. Twenty-eight total. Got flat-footed. Six yep, damage. Six, you say six points of damage. I'm gonna. T- I tell you this. Every little bit on this big beefy naga lady is going to help um especially since it is her turn next and thinking for a little bit now what i want to do and first things first i'm gonna randomly roll to see who's getting a bite attack this turn of the three people around her going down the turn order cassius of course of course i could have i could have cassius getting the bite i could have wrote the script on that one uh, a 12 on the dice is a hit, and bam! Ooh, 17 points piercing damage as it sinks its fangs into your, your side. Cool. You still up? Yes. Give me that fortitude save to Why not bother? become stupefied. Why bother? I'm not, I'm not passing it. Yeah, dude. No way. Uh, is that what you rolled here? Yeah. Uh, critical failure! Uh that takes you to uh, stage two, if memory serves. 
Uh, cool. I'm glad I don't use any charisma-based skills for anything. Naga poisoned. Uh, unfortunately, uh, stage two is the same as stage one. You are stupefied one. Um, and with the rest of its action here, it's going to uh, once again encant magically. Uh, and as soon as it's done, a shimmering kind of like wave-like effect will cross over its body and uh, as soon as it's done it becomes completely invisible to you all yay just you're left on a dock by yourself even though you can hear the creaking of the wood boards uh beneath where this creature was just a moment ago uh yeah next in the turn order sandara quinn she can move forward yeah, she can move forward and uh, do a, a first level heal if, if someone wants say uh, a quick uh, this will be a d8 or d10 plus 8 for her. Cassius, you want to get some of that HP back this turn? Cap- Captain would like some HP, please. Blam! Blasting it to you for uh, 14 points. So most of most of that bite back. Thank you for doubling my current HP. Uh, Ratline and Mahim don't really have uh, entrance onto the dock here uh, to to help out, and they don't have reach weapons, which means that is mostly what they can do um, from here. Uh, which means we'll, we'll go to the top of turn eight. Yes, eight with with Anto. Back to you, Seth. Okay. Um, so every system handles this differently, and uh, this is the first time we've encountered an invisible foe. Mm-hmm. Um, what recourse do I have? Uh, so to figure out exactly a, a square, a creature that is um, undetected or invisible is in would be a uh, an opposed uh, perception check versus its stealth. Um, and if you are pretty sure you want to just try to attack a square where one might be in that is of course a dc 11 flat check basically 50 50 that i as gm make in secret to um to tell you if you hit something or not okay so that would be against its stealth dc right uh yeah the opposed perception check yeah okay right yeah so that's uh 10 plus its proficiency Plus it's um, bonus, right? Yeah, yes. it's plus all its bonuses. All its bonuses. Yeah. Oof. Probably pretty good. It's worth an attempt, though. Um, so whatever this is, it's going to be minus one because I have stupefy. Mm-hmm. So that's 16. Probably not going to do it. I can't, I you can't tell where this thing is. <laughs> you cannot be uh, 100% sure, no. Okay. Um, I think he would like check to either side to see if there's any... like signs on the water that anything went in and just kind of uh yeah i i can say that's part of the that perception check you don't think so yeah so um yeah he's just going to try to envision where it was before it turned invisible and take a couple of strikes directly in front of him so uh, all right make those attacks i'll tell you if they are or whiffs or not okay um First attack, 16. That's going to miss even if it... He's a weef. Yeah. And 17. Also a weef. All right. 
Like cool. keep on, keep on, keeping on with some more attacks. No, um, since he can't seem to connect, of course it can't be because he missed. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna actually try to step forward to get closer to his allies. Uh, Does he yes. succeed? Uh, no, there is definitely still Naga in nope. in, f- in front of you. Okay, uh, or something invisible, I should say, that blocks yeah. your your path. That feels like a a throbbing snake torso. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Honto's favorite uh, midnight snack. Throbbing snake torso? Get yours today. That's my band's name in college. <laughs> wow. TST. It's <laughs> my go to order at Outback Steakhouse. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, he, he's being affected by uh, Stupefy still, so. Uh, mm. He, he kind of like staggers on a foot a little bit when he bounces off of it and he looks confused and he goes, it's still here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the dock. <laughs> Destroy the dock. Um, so if you don't have any more actions, let's move to Candoso. Jabert. What, what you got, Jabert? Um, I am going to... Uh, gosh, it's an action to pull out a weapon, isn't it? Boo. Boo. <laughs> what kind of weapon do you got? Spears? I have, I have a spear. Oh. And a dagger. And so I was just going to chuck a spear into the... <laughs> just, just sort of into the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like lawn dart it? Yeah. Onto the dock? <laughs> right. It's uh, it's it's not a great to hit, though. <laughs> I think even my first attack, I need like an 18 to hit. <laughs> so hey, 20s are 20s, man. They happen. Yeah. And then also a 50-50... Right, nice right. Nice roll right. by yeah. your GM. Um, I mean, I think I think I'm just going to. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't have any uh, uh, area of effect spells, so um, holding back while these melee folks maybe get it gets a chop in. Yeah, sure. Why not? Holding on back to Alaris, who's next? Can I? Uh, can I see where? where this thing might, I mean, I can kind of guess where it is. I mean, I just saw Hanto unable to move forward. So I feel like she has a pretty good idea that it's still in front of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think she would just out of desperation and not sure what to do. Um, just keep on swinging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and I will roll, roll some hidden rolls here. Make me them swing attacks. All right. The first one is a 23. Am I still flanking, even though it's invisible? Well, even if you are, uh, you get nothing but dock here with that attack roll, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> keep on keeping on. Yeah. Oh, gonna keep oh, trying. These are such good rolls, too. I know, and they're all wasted. <laughs> oh, that's a miss. You got 23, 22. <laughs> uh... Keep. And that's terrible. Oh, I think oh she no. just threw her her sword in the in the ocean. Yeah, you, you <laughs> pulled a muscle at the very least. Uh, Cassius, onto you. Anything you want to do here? Uh, well, after seeing two of his comrades try to strike out and gain no purchase, he does not feel like following suit. So I was really hoping that hydraulic push would just be a cone, but it's an attack roll. So I think it would fall under all the same rules. And I don't have anything that does AOE. Kind of need to wait for this thing to become visible again. 
Do you want to ready in action? You can you can do that. I, I guess I can yeah, throw that I'm to you, to... Kendo, so as well. It's a two actions to, to ready, I believe. I'm going to raise a shield and then use two actions to ready a tidal cutlass strike when it becomes visible again. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to ready anything. I'm going to hold mm-hmm. my turn until after it becomes visible. Uh, okay, so hold your entire turn, which is drop you down on the turn order. And of course, it's going to pop back in after it makes its next attack. Does it want to do anything first? This not not bad. Um, uh, Honto, can you make me a will save? It's going to come back in, casting a cantrip on you. Oh, okay. Ooh, critical fail. Mm. Let's see here. Token. Uh, can trip. Uh, do a uh, uh, critically f- uh, failing this. This is the daze spell. Um, you're taking a little bit of damage here, and you're also stunned one as per the condition. And let's see, the damage you take is equal to the spellcasting ability modifier. And let me double check that. Um, I think that's only two points of damage here, so that's not a lot, but stunned one is what I was really going for. And that is two actions. It's third action. I think we're going for a bite on Alaris. And oh, I've secretly rolled a 17. I swear <laughs> is what I rolled <laughs> though. And with that, I think that might be a critical hit on Alaris. What's your armor class? 20. Her armor class is 20. I think she might be new. Oh. Rebecca? Sorry, I didn't realize that I was muted on oh. both. Uh, yeah, it's 20. AC is 20. Okay, yep. Just a critical hit, so... What's the more dice here? Uh, pretty low. Uh, 28 points of piercing damage. Ooh. Ouch. And Ow. I need, I need yeah, you, pretty low. Cassius, and Honto to make uh, fortitude saves to continue on the fighting against this poison. Uh, oh, cool. Honto is saved with a 26. Cassius, you are now stupefied two. And Alaris stupefied one. You're on that third stage of the poison, Tyler. Um, I, mean, I, I don't think I can yeah, you I don't have to roll super duper well to even have a chance. So. Uh, you get to take your ready to action, um, which you can go ahead and do. I kind of wish I hadn't wasted that 12 on a fortitude save. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> Should have just well, elected to fail. You you ready to it's attack? Just a dude. I give up. Oh, oh no. Oh no. A 10 on the dice. Yeah, that is going to be a miss. Candoso, onto you. This creature is back, uh, visible, and okay. so looking pretty hurt. So we, so last time we discussed, um, I was planning on training things out. Now, do I have my herbalist abilities, or do I still have my my previous? Unfortunately, no. I think that's going to take some time. Okay. So, so, but have I have I lost my previous feet in the meantime? Oh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Great. Fabulous. All right. Uh, first action, I'm getting my meta magic up <gasps> for a reach. Second action. I'm reaching out with my with my uh, uh, <laughs> magical grass. hand, and I'm shocking grass. <laughs> Grab this Yay. thing right by the throat. 
<laughs> All right. Broke. And this is an uh, attack. This is an attack roll. Magical attack roll. Get ready. Click that mouse. Oh, yeah. Clear that cash. Clear that cash. I'll limber up real quick. Here we go. Okay. Okay, re-rolling that one. Oh, no. Re-rolling that one. One on the dice. You've got you've got a hero point still, yes? Yeah. Hero point, sir. Oh, my God. The damage is so low. Oh, God. Yeah. What on earth? Everything counts at this point, though. Jabert and I just can't do that. Uh, a 23. 23 against this guy is a hit. What, what is the damage we're talking about here? Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, 11. 11. That was 3d12. I rolled 11 on that. Happy birthday, Patrick. Happy birthday. <laughs> it was so it does take ago. persistent, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he takes um, he takes a uh, uh, one persistent damage. So, it uh, is... sorry, two persistent persistent damage. Yeah, no save or anything. Two. So it's taken all this electricity damage. It is still up, but it is definitely hurt uh, by that Sandara Quinn. Not a lot of attacky spells herself uh, can do a um, what's it called? Hydraulic push. This is an, an attack roll, a spell attack roll, if memory serves. A ranged spell attack roll, correct. Yeah. This this thing would be pushed off the dock if I can roll well. I did roll well. 15 Whoa. on the dice. Uh, that is going to be, I think, just a success. Jeez Louise. And 3d6, this could be it. I've rolled super well on the damage. Seventeen points. Uh, five, a six, and a six. And uh, this thing is destroyed, just obliterated ah. by a push that moves its wriggling, dying mass in kind of a swan song death throws into the water as it thrashes about in the, the dry, muddy uh, riverbed. And we are out of combat. Um, uh. Quick question, Patrick, while the metrics are still up. Pia, pia. Uh, how much did that 17 kill the creature by? Great question. It had seven hit points left. Oh, okay. I was gonna say if it, it if it was within three, then Mahim's the real MVP. <laughs> yeah, Mahim, no. yes, that's true. <laughs> but no, Sandara took it. I don't know if I've ever rolled so well on three d six before. Yeah, that's a uh, wild amount for hydraulic <sighs> push. It's pretty much the best you'll ever see it be. So, yep. Uh, and Sandara can. Bring you guys around uh, for she has uh, another heal she can give off to you uh, to give everyone five hit points back as uh, the rest. Well, a lot of people that aren't working on the ship currently have come down to see the the attack here on the the edge of the river. Um, even Rickety Hake emerges from the docks with men at his side. Um, too late to help. They come with weapons. He speaks with his coworkers who who saw everything and comes up to you and says, "Ah, oh, you lot are a fearsome crew. I <laughs> mayhap more murdersome and mischievous than even I twere in years past when I sailed the shackled sea. Uh, these lot of Naga here, I I've left tributes to for many a year to take up residence, try to appease them. They live upriver and claim these lands as their own." But from the looks of it, perhaps this drought seemed to scent this one around the bend. 
Doubt it could have spoken its name. It uh, it looks so far gone. Uh, it is best ye put it out of its misery. But for the ruckus and the rough play, I'll be knocking off 50 gold coins from your refit, lads. Ooh. As they, my, my men say, you, you step forward and save them from the this thing's clutches. Just a uh. quick, quick roleplay note. Um, I think Cassius and uh, Alaris are still stupefied. Oh no! Don't don't worry about that. I, I was just looking up stage four. Go ahead and give me another fortitude <laughs> save, Tyler. See if you're a part of this conversation. Oh no, you're unconscious. <laughs> uh, I think he goes to say something like "I," and then just immediately and just falls straight over. <laughs> Captain, um, Alaris, why don't you make me uh, th- uh, three more of the fortitude saves? <laughs> three more. Oh yeah. Trying to hit a 24 on the 14. Oh, I got one. Alaris is up. She's in it. Yeah, that, that is enough to, to save against its poison. The water naga's poison. Um, yeah. And uh uh, <laughs> uh after you fall asleep, you can be, you know, brought forth. They they'll throw some uh a water bucket in your face. Obviously, Cassius, the first thing you see is just dra- Jack Scrimshaw, like getting ready to take the boots off your feet. It's like Oh, you're all, all right then, Captain. Never mind. I, I was just checking to see. There's mud on your boots. I'll give him a good spit shine, I will. Hanta uh, will swat him with his tail. Why? That's what I do here. That's my shtick. Bye. Uh, you guys survived. Uh, <sighs> oh, barely. That was not pretty. <laughs> uh, no. Did it have the capability to cast lightning bolt again? You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> Uh, what are you talking about we're gonna make the check again tomorrow (laughs) but i will say i've played uh, a good amount of pathfinder it's both gm and player and nagas are like the last thing you want to see coming up against in your party like at any level if they're higher than you it is going to be a slog this one was yeah, it started I mean, out just, strong with they, a critical and then just a bunch of flailing for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was worried at first. I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be fairly short. Fight. The only person who matched you for damage was Sundara. That was it. Nobody else came even close. <laughs> yeah, some good rolls there towards yeah. the end. Thank goodness for NPCs. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we talked about this a lot between weeks you know you guys have a whole pirate crew to fall back on they are never going to equal you in level or you know uh probably combat effectiveness but if if you need to throw a few uh mahims or ichido gregs at at a problem like this they're available go free mahims are a damn legend at this point. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Mm-hmm. The Ramadumi soldier is already telling tales uh, of how he <laughs> he helped the best the Naga. Yeah. <laughs> all, off the all the officers, the they needed help. They they were like, Mahim, help! And I came in and I, with one death strike. <laughs> <laughs> and then I retreated so they could get a better uh, advantageous attack route. Oh. Um. Yes, but this is something... Uh, that I can tell you guys in ports of call, there is a subsystem of rules in the Pathfinder first edition skull and shackles adventure path uh, called um, uh, fame and infamy. And in ports of call like this, you can tell these large tales 
um, through performances or, you know, embellishments uh, to gain reputation across the, the shackled, shackled seas. And there's also rules in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which we can take a look at uh, for, for reputation and kind of like building in the system. But this is one of the, the many tall tales that you can tell of uh, Defeat of Naga and the, the, the shallow waters of uh, Ricky Squibs or something along those lines. Um, yeah, so if you want to do that, um, uh, day turns tonight here as you can start resting up. And as you are all going about your business, uh, you see a large group of your pirates, your your men and women here, setting up makeshift camps where they've brought their their bedding and um, uh, hammock beds uh, outside and, and strung them up uh, around a campfire where dinner's being doled out by Ambrose Croup. Um, barrels are set up where you see some playing cards, arm wrestling. They've got games going up along the, the riverbed here. Uh, and uh, Sindara will invite you down and, you know, have some food with the, the rest of the crew or maybe with the other officers. And before too long, Ichito Greg and Pity Patterson will bring out uh, an unshackled but still extremely kowtowed Owlbear Hartshorn, who's Sporting a bandage, perhaps, from uh, a sword swipe and his black eye from Alaris's KO the prior week has almost completely healed. Um, but uh, some of the other pirates produce a, a squeeze box and set about getting the large man dancing his jig as kind of people throw their, their scraps of dinner at him. And he tries to catch the midair to get a bite to eat. Cassius sees him and kind of turns to his officers and Sindara included and just says, I have been meaning to discuss what the future should hold for Owlbear. Of all the people that stood up on Plug's side and fought against us that day, except for Owlbear, all of them are dead. And he be the last one that remain. Where his loyalty lies, and to be honest, I'm not quite sure myself. Now, if it were up to me, I would probably leave him here at Rickety Squibs and let him work for the old man or drop him off at the next port of call. I wanted to hear y'all's opinion on what to do with him. I don't necessarily trust him, but I do trust y'all's judgment and perhaps we should decide what his face should be. Alaris would spe- speak up um, and I want to uh, start by saying that she's been doing a lot of watching and thinking so far in this campaign. She's kind of sat in the background for a lot of this but that's given her a lot of time to observe other people and and learn about how uh, the pirates that she's come across so far have behaved uh, and kind of uh, think about that. She's watched Captain Harrigan be somewhat cold and distant and secretive. She's watched Master Scourge and Mr. Plug treat the crew worse than, worse than cattle. And she's watched Cassius and Hanto and Candoso show patience and kindness and support to her. And she's seen her own abilities improve over time, despite the fact that she seems to never hit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she's also thinking about her uncle Olivier and what kind of pirate captain he would have been. I mean, she, of course, never traveled with him, but she heard his tales and she knows who he was as a person, as an uncle to her. Uh, and she thinks about uh, 
how he would want her to behave uh, in the situation. And of course, now that she is the first mate, I think she's suddenly feeling really emboldened to speak her mind and and she feels like she's in a position to have some influence on the other people around her. Uh, and she's not going to throw away that chance to be that person that she thinks that uh, her uncle would have been proud of. So I think she's going to stand up, shoulders back, as confident and, um, you know, uh, take as much authority as she can to her in, in front of her uh, in addressing Cassius uh, and the other officers to say, this poor man has been through enough. We met him when he was eating rats, cowering behind bo- boxes, ridiculed by his crewmates, or torturers more like, his back covered in t- tar and feathers. Cassius beat him handily in a fight that he didn't pick, And in his final effort to fight on behalf of his captain, I punched him in the gut and brought him down myself. Only one thing could explain how a man of his size could have gone down so easily on so many occasions. And I believe that that is because his loyalty never lay with Master Scourge or even Captain Harrigan. This is our chance to show him mercy and treat him as a human being and see what potential that might unlock. Because I believe that his scars run deep. And behind that intimidating stare, beneath all of those muscles, there's a man who deserves a chance to prove himself as one deserving of respect. So, if Mr. Albear gets up to something not good, or something that might question his intentions and allegiances, are you willing to burden the punishment that he may bear? Your voice seems to be for him, but when... If he does make a mistake, and he very well be might, because he doesn't seem to be quite bright, are you going to accept part of his punishment and take responsibility for him and his actions? Yes, I, I will take responsibility. And of course, if I'm proven wrong, I'm, I'm ready to, to admit that. But I believe that every person deserves a chance to prove themselves uh, uh, disloyal before uh, being cast off. No, I agree with Alaris. No person would ever agree to be treated the way this man has. Candoso, any complaints from you? Mm. As long as he stays out of the kitchen, should be fine. Well, it seems that we are agreed. Alaris, he'll be your squire, I suppose, of sorts. Or he'll be under your responsibility. Well, at least make him a better sailor. He's ruddy bad at just about anything other than swinging a massive club. I use hydraulic push to push his chicken out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Owl bear, not bad sailor. Wait, he heard that? <laughs> Make me a sailing lore check, owl bear. Owl Let's bear, <laughs> not. <laughs> Hold on, it's gonna fish in D twenty. Wait, Four. you better not ask Kanta oh, to make no. a sailing lore check. <laughs> Four on a D twenty. Uh, owl bear, strong. Uh, owl bear, not. Uh, owl bear, not. Give up in a fight. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make a sloth love chunk every every time. Uh, it's it's hard. Time. It's hard to get out of uh, a sloth territory with uh, with you, uh, your your giant uh, uh, tarred and feathered goon, as as it were, <clears throat> and and not just be like a a quiet stoic guy. And he'll he'll come up to uh, Alaris uh, after you know. I imagine you pull him away from the the jig. From the dance, and it's like, oh, no, no hurt, and I'll, I'll do what you say. Owlbear. There you are. I, I think that we can, I think that we'll be good partners. 
Are you ready to prove yourself? Oh, uh, what you need? Uh, just be ready uh, when I call you. Oh, I, uh, I, I. Run 10 laps around the island. Go. <laughs> you need to be back before sunset. Yeah, 50 push sun- Right. You're on the continent right now. <laughs> You're on the mainland. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a geography test. <laughs> <laughs> and we never see Owlbear again. He just runs off into the sunset. <laughs> well, how, how great would it be if, if the campaign ended on the other side? And so, like, we're in the middle of the final fight, and he just, he just comes running in, like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, level 12 at this point. The, the, other, the other side of, uh, of this land mass is port peril so there's there's definitely no way you're getting back there right at the end of the campaign. <laughs> oh definitely not yeah when he shows up we hear him counting out his laps out loud like <laughs> three <laughs> <laughs> uh right so yeah we can um maybe fast forward a couple of days through well, uh actually i was going to ask you patrick well, well you got something else um there was mention of slave trade here in this very port. Oh yeah, yeah. Last time, um, if days pass, I don't think Honto could let a day pass without uh-huh. at least poking around, investigating. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Cassius would also because Cassius is trained in society, so I think he would kind of make his way around as well, just checking rumor mills, you know. Meanwhile, Honto would probably take the approach of sneaking around the outskirts of town and just kind of spying. Yeah, I think if you. And if you want to talk to some folks, I mean, you definitely have time to do it here. Uh, it seems just uh, from from what impression you get from folks. And like I said, we can kind of um, montage some of this as you guys are spending time here at uh, Rickety Twibs. It seems like just a form of currency that Rickety has taken from from some pirates as there are some that run a rough and tumble uh, trade here of plunder or persons. Mind you, when you take a, a pirate ship uh, takes a, another vessel um, you're either selling these people back to their homelands, to their families, to um, uh, the company that they worked for or, um, in which case, it's a little more like a ransom. Yeah, point. yeah. Or you know, if if no one wants them, if they're just like uh, you're taking over another pirate ship, you can sell them into uh, slavery. You know, sell them to another pirate to press gang onto a ship. Uh, so while you're walking around here, you do not see any uh, uh, instances of slavery in this very small village. Uh, perhaps some. Um, indentured servants and things like that. People that seem to be working off debts and, 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 and the like, but uh, for the most part, it's a, a fairly laid back crafts community with most everyone focused on um, uh, being shipwrights or, or being sailors in their own uh, own rights or people that kind of, um, make tools and things like that for, for the main business of, of this, uh, this small town. So nothing in the, in the way of, of, of ships here, but if you do ask Rickety Hake has taken ransoms from, from pirate ships as payment and will um, 
ask for less than what they're worth. So it, it it'll kind of be worth it for him to to bring them to to Port Peril or Blood Cove or somewhere else. Um, yeah, but uh, so long as you're okay with those findings, um, as as time goes on here, I imagine Alaris, do do you spend some time with with Owlbear? Try to get him uh, fighting fit. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd spend some time with him uh, looking at the star. <laughs> that sounds so romantic. Uh, looking at the stars and, and studying how <laughs> the stars lay out. The, you know, teach him some sailing lore as far as, like, navigation is concerned and mm-hmm, how the mm-hmm. world works. Uh, I mean, because I imagine it's nighttime right now. But uh, certainly during the yeah. day, uh, do some Going sparring with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll definitely take that a little bit easier. Uh, you find out in short order that um, he doesn't really uh, write nor speak common ex- exceptionally well. So communication is a, a little bit of a problem and perhaps focus as as well. He'll seem to be on uh, on a subject for, you know, no more than like five or ten minutes before he gets frustrated with with things. And you can tell that there is some perhaps uh, mental damage that he's taken. Um, he's got some pretty nasty wounds about his head that might explain uh, why he's treated like a simpleton here on the the ship for, for so long. I think, I mean, depending on how much time we're uh, able to spend together, I mean, eventually, mm-hmm. I think Alaris would try to broach that topic. I mean, assuming that she finds that, I, you know, he's not violent or or she feels like she has a enough trust in him um to be able to ask more prying questions about his background but uh i think she would like to to understand his past a little better how he got to this point um that's a great question i'm I'm not sure you, you might need to make a diplomacy check to get him to to open up a little bit um uh, is that a, a skill you have uh, trained in diplomacy? Or? Of course I do. Wait, what so skill does she not have trained at this point? <laughs> yeah. Only a couple. Uh, go, go ahead. And uh, I mean, this would be um, attempting to uh, um, change his attitude after a, a certain amount of time talking to him. Okay. Uh, make me a check. It's an 18. And this is against like kind of his charisma. I can't be good. <laughs> I was going to say, which has to be super high, right? Yeah, his charisma DC <laughs> has to be 18. Maybe? I was about to say, his, yeah, his charisma being low would be be good here. Um, I think that might be just enough because uh, I think if you speaking up for him, he would go from um, uh, unfriendly to in, indifferent. Um and uh, you might get bits and pieces out of him, but uh, as you're talking to him, there seems to be pretty large gaps. He doesn't remember too much before working and 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 sailing under Barnabas Harrigan. Um, right. Uh, I think. Patrick, can we mm-hmm. taxidermy this naga? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Is that something you really want to do? <laughs> you sound like Zinnia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's Maybe. go sample. Zinnia, with us? Zinnia's rubbing off, rubbing off on on Cassius somehow. Uh, universes away. Uh, well, I just you know 
or or like trophy it. I don't know. We're pirates. Hang mm-hmm. trophies. I mean, even we can't taxidermy the whole thing. I just think it would make a cool uh, uh, bowsprit. Like like which the are head, usually like the, the figureheads at the, the front of a ship. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it would just make a a very cool one. I guess we could also carve one out of wood off this one's resemblance. Um, yeah, you can br- get a pretty wicked skull from this creature. Yeah, um, you know, that would um, uh, lend some more credence to any tall tales you tell about. The, so yeah, I, our, I guess if we could taxidermy it, yeah, if we could at least take the skull and part of the body, and then kind of create part of the bowsprit out of it to look like this winding serpent, you know, with the skull at the end of it. I think that would look pretty metal. Yeah, metal. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is you know like a. I mean, it's going to be bad times if you come across other Naga. I'll just point that out. <laughs> I, I will I mean, say it's bad for the most times part. anyway, right? Like, our Naga yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Cool. <laughs> Peace be with you. Wait, what the hell is that? Uh, yeah, this is the um, the official art from the, the first edition. Yeah. Um, the book, and uh, technically this is a, a Naga um, named uh, Celissa. And I just I love the the water nagas art here. Um, pretty pretty wicked looking. Reminds me very much of uh, when Beetlejuice was in snake form. Oh geez. Oh hello sense memory. Yeah, just one of my like uh, that movie terrified me as a as a young child. Um, but I I really grew to appreciate those effects there. Oh man. Um, right. Oh, I was just looking up. We, we talked about it last week, but the other thing, Jabert, you were going to train was under a herbalist here at Rickety Squibs. And indeed, right. the the steward for the the town, which is just hilarious. You looked out is uh, Chandra Bristlewick, who is a a female human druid, uh, level five female human druid. So she can teach you a few things um, about herbalism um and like i said most of that will be uh spending your days working alongside her as she's crafting poultices and potions and the like i'm curious if she has any thoughts about the uh they mentioned uh some drought conditions Mm -hmm. um if there's if there if she has any thoughts about uh if this is just a typical drought or if this is something a little more serious yeah, um, she she explains that it's it's definitely gone on and been a little more extreme than what I think they would expect in this this location, mm-hmm. um, and whether or not it was expounded perhaps by um, uh, something that's happened like further upstream, like in the forest that they wouldn't really have access to or not. She she doesn't know, but uh, yeah, for 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 certain it has. It has definitely upset the the natural balance here, as evidenced perhaps by this this naga going going crazy. Hmm. Well, I think this is a good time to point out it is anathema for me to allow those who cause climate shifts to go unpunished. So I'm oh. keeping my eye out on some wizard trying to trying to starve out these people. Um, I mean, is there like an area that you would want to go investigate or we side met are I mean, we side questing i mean i mean no I, i'm not i mean it's i I'm, I'm not necessarily gonna go and like be like i'm gonna go figure out why this rain's not falling but like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, but j- just just in case there's something 
if uh, just just as well, I want to converse with another uh, studier of nature to see if there's a, if this seems like a typical normal sort of drought or if somebody's hinking with my climate. Um, yeah, no um, I think that would be, you know, can be part of your studies because you'd have to go out and, and get some samples and things. Right. Like, like maybe some of side. the maybe some some of the species are like are not growing as well because there's a drought or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. knew it. Wizard poop. Wizards did this. Yeah, Only you definitely find a lot of plants that would be thriving that are dying on the side of the river here. Um, make, make me a knowledge nature check. See what you can surmise from, from what you find in like the course of a couple of days. Oh, let's see. 31. Oh my. Yeah. So, uh, one great role, uh, two, I think with the amount of time there, you don't find anything, uh, to be like the focus of the drought. It does seem uh, as, as you walk like down the coast, even maybe a little bit up river seems to be striking the entire area. So um, this is affecting all manner of creatures as you find, you know, um, uh, like forests, uh, frogs, you know, um, just like licking up like the small pools of moisture that they can and like the morning dew um, and a lot of other creatures kind of um, at wits end, you know, uh, in the, the heat um, and just kind of like lying out in the, in the forest and grabbing shade wherever they can uh, making them very, very lethargic. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it does not, doesn't seem to have like a, a magical, uh, basis or anything that you can find. It just is a, a bit of bad luck here. And from duty of nature. Yeah. From, from talking with, uh, with folks in town and, and with the uh, um, Chandra, it, it has persisted almost a month. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, how are the people doing? Are they, are they, they, they surviving? Okay. I guess they have a lot of water. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're manning um, uh, some, some pumps from the the river it takes a lot of water in in the 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 squibbing of a ship as well um uh, in in the mill crafting the the wood for the ship and things like that um so i mean they have like whole crews just gathering water kind of day and night uh from the river cleaning it as best they can um for for palatability, but for the most part, people were just sticking with liquor and beer in the, the commons. Uh, and for the most part, that is perhaps with the, the driving heat that mm. uh, comes along with this drought. Uh, sending people loopy. There's definitely uh, in the time you're here, lots of, there's some, some fisticuffs between your crew and like townsfolk, townsfolk and each other. Um, just seems to set everyone on edge. And that is, that is uh, something that's actually included in the town's description is uh, being drought stricken. It uh, increases the community's danger value by 10 reduces oh. the law modifier. If you remember this first edition, um, right, the city rules, village yeah. rules. Yeah. Um, right. And I think on the, the fourth day or so you guys are going about your business uh, perhaps your new duties as as the main crew for this uh, still unnamed ship um, 
construction continues to to march forward. But yeah, these these dry hot days do not abate. Uh, and it's yeah, maybe on the the fourth day, I've, you guys have fully rested back up since your fight with the Naga. Um, and you guys can get back to relaxing, shopping, pirating, training. Uh, but is in the distance, you hear one of the logging crews from town, uh, not too far north of the settlement. Um, but you hear uh, they're far enough away, you can just hear a, a half orc lumberjack shouting timber as a um, the a tree crashes down and the the echoing groves and uh, a bit of the treetop kind of disappears in the tree line only to be replaced with a plume of dust, a large cloud of, of birds escaping into the sky. Uh, but as you, you look on though, and this, this flock seems to be just kind of hovering in the air. And then a moment later, you guys hear screams of panic from the tree line as other onlookers in town here, kind of gawking towards the North. You see this cloud of creatures moving South towards the docks and it becomes very apparent that these are not winged birds, but buzzing insects of some kind. We've woken the hive. Uh, the the town begins to shout and kind of run towards the common building. You hear maybe a, a bell there being rang. Uh, but looking around you back here at the docks, you are pretty sure that not everyone is going to make it in time before whatever these creatures are. Um, make it to, to rickety squibs. What do you guys think you would do here? You have some time before they, they swoop down on your location. So I want to gather up all my officers. I want to grab Albert, pretty much some of the, you know, crew members, the random crew members as well, who might be available. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to dole out some, I guess we're going to try and head off where maybe this main swarm seems to be coming from. And also we're going to hand out some alchemist fire Mm. to, uh, I think we should all take some and then hand some over to uh, those who seem more dexterous or who are maybe more comfortable with throwing. So Uh, maybe like a less than a minute before they they get to town so you can like call for people and and call for for alchemist fire for sure uh that's that's my like immediate yeah. thought is to try and you know we've uh, had to fight some swarms before where the fire would have been nice it, we didn't have it <laughs> do we recognize oh. anything like uh uh identifying about these insects i mean do they look like the bot flies that we fought before or something completely different or until they get closer, I don't think you will be able to to roll an identification on them. Um, but they seem very, uh, very large, very angry, and there's a lot of them moving in your direction. Um, I will say this is going to be a combat, um, but uh, in our preparation mode, you can roll something besides uh, perception, perhaps. In, in order to prepare and, and place yourself in the turn order. Uh, be thinking about it because obviously this is a tale for another time oh, here uh. on Dead Men Roll No Crits. You've got oh, one week before whatever it is makes its way to Shippy Town. And until then, it's going to be like that scene from from 
uh, Holy Grail, where Lancelot is storming the castle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Run away, run away. That's, an That's what I keep scene. thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's still the best way to signal a retreat I've ever heard. <laughs> right. Didn't we have a... a, a coconut joke or was that on cousin yes. cut? i'm getting all of my all of my podcasts mixed up <laughs> it's hard not uh, to reference a, a good i know a good that might have been cosmic crit i think yeah. you're right <laughs> i think we just did that last night oh there's a dead man roll no crits and we will we will have a bit of a melee as we start next week off um uh guys thanks so much for playing with me thank, thank you, you better. Patreon subscribers uh, who know what's coming. You do not want to miss next week's episode. Thanks for supporting us, and we will see you back here next time on Demon Rono Crits. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Avast. Ahoy.